0: What is up? Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to the recall. I am very glad that you decided to tune in with us. My name is JB, and I'm here with Seth and Paula and we are going to be going into the recall episode 4 fam so um yeah Seth Paula hello how are you guys doing good great thank you <laughs> it's Let's been get a- it. yeah it's it's uh there's it a struggle to kind of get on get us on here but we're here together we're ready <laughs> all right so Seth you brought us the word and mm-hmm. uh, you talked about fruitfulness kingdom greatness um uh, and you talked about the story of, of Mary and the perfume, and can you just give us a quick summary of what were what the things, what are the, some of the main takeaways that, that um, you'd want us to just remind ourselves mm-hmm. before we get into our conversation?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, the whole spirit behind this message was really that uh, I wanted people to know that God has given them permission to be great, mm-hmm. and a lot of times we live... There's a certain type of individual who kind of lives kind of like hiding their potential, um, kind of hiding their afraid to really shine and to show forth who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel as though they're, they have a their, – their disposition in life is one where they don't want to um, really live out loud. You know, They're just mm-hmm. kind of shy or not so much shy but just hesitant to really just kind of let their gifts and let their, their, their beauty kind of show forth. And sometimes we kind of feel like, well, God wants me to play this humble. Mm -hmm. He wants me to play this small role. Mm -hmm. I need to be meek and mild and quiet and soft demeanor as opposed to bold and brash and courageous and bold Mm. and confident. And so I just really want individuals to know that... God has given us permission to bear fruit. He's given us permission to live out loud and not just some fruit, but God wants us to bear much fruit. And that fruit doesn't, is not a, we're not interpreting that as, hey, you're going to be the next keynote speaker at, Mm -hmm. you know, some major conference, or you're going to be invited to the White House to to do great great things. I mean, it it could be that, right? But fruitfulness isn't defined by the audience or how big the stage is that you're standing on, mm. fruitfulness is defined by, are you living up to all that God has given you mm. and the potential that is within you to be a blessing to others, right? Wow. And so if that takes you to you know, a, a grand stage where you know hundreds of thousands of people are watching you, then great. If that takes you to a one-on-one relationship with some young person in the community and you're just pouring into that person, great, right? Yeah. It's just you being willing to bear fruit.
0: Wow. Wow, so bearing the fruit. So, um, you talked about fruitfulness and, and you, you talked about the fruits of the spirit. So, um, what is this? You know, you, you mentioned this definition of fruitfulness, and um, to recap, um, your words were living living your life in a such in such a way that your gifts emerge and those around you are elevated and that the kingdom is exalted mm-hmm. that that in itself is quotable mm-hmm. tweetable whatever right like i think that's that's fire that the definition mm-hmm. of fruitfulness paul what do you think of that um, this, this this that that fruitfulness, um, mm-hmm. this idea of fruitfulness in those words, living your gift in such a way that your gifts emerge and those around you are elevated and the kingdom is exalted.
2: I I actually love love that definition as I heard it through the sermon and um, it just came to me that it's almost like watching, like being a trainer and you're watching your client transform, mm. like this transformation that takes place not because. Of um, you know, it's just transferring the gift that I have onto them. All this data, all this information, yeah. and then just watching them transform into this Herculean beast or whatever mm. it is. I think um, also, um, I I think I struggled with the title of the sermon, "Great," only because it's not commonly used in the Christian. Genre, if you say, but I think um, it was explained so beautifully that whatever space that God has given you, whether it's that one on one or that two people that you come across um, that God has put in your path, Mm. um, you have to use your gift that. That space is still Mm -hmm. God's space for you. Right, right, And and no matter how small the stage, how big the stage, you can still be great. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, I'll take it in. I'll take it in. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I just love that transforming power that that takes place when you are fruitful.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's really based off of Matthew 5, the idea Mm -hmm. of being great. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's based off of Matthew 5 where he's talking about, um, you know, you are the light of the world. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't light. your candle and put it under a bushel, but mm-hmm. you light it for all men to see. Right. And then talks about how you are the salt of the earth, you know, but if you've lost your saltiness, how can you, you know, be of good use to anyone? Mm-hmm. And then he goes in to say, um, and then he transitions and says, you know, whosoever teaches anyone to like, you know, no, he says, Christ did not come to destroy the law, he came to fulfill the law. And if you basically teach anyone to disobey, then you'll be least in the kingdom mm-hmm. of heaven. But if you teach people to basically follow all that I've commanded, then you will be great in the kingdom of heaven. And so the idea is like, man, greatness as defined by Christ is really something that is attributed to those individuals who are living their life for Christ, who are letting their light shine, who are being salt in this world, who are teaching and instructing others in the way of the Lord and who are really um, exalting and just promoting the kingdom of heaven.
0: Mm. You're right. Paula, you you said something that... um, I was questioning too, it's like, it's not common for us to use the word greatness, especially when in in describing ourselves. So why do you think, why do you think there is like this hesitance of like, as Christians, like, I am, I'm going like, it's, it's, there's hesitation to kind of like manifest or really believe that like, I'm going to live a great life. I'm going to live a you know, you know, and the, the synonyms that follow, like uh, a fruitful life, a, uh, a life filled with joy, peace, kindness, you know. So, like, why is it that there's such hesitance with um, Christians accepting that they themselves are great and they are going to live a great, mm.
1: like, path or life? I, th- I mean, I, th- I think, <laughs> I'm... for me, I think it's because as Christians, we're naturally taught that we should be humble. Mm-hmm. Right, we shouldn't talk about ourselves. We shouldn't mm-hmm. promote ourselves, you know. And, and obviously, that's, that's we, we get that from the Bible, right? Yeah. Paul talks about you know preferring each other, preferring one another before yourself. That you know whoever whoever the first shall be last, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's this idea in the Bible, which to, is true, which it talks about how we need to um kind of take the the lower seat and so mm-hmm. to say great it, it almost implies you're you're self-promoting mm-hmm. right and that you mm-hmm. are going i'm going to be great it was like no who are you to call yourself great like you mm. need to humble yourself yeah. right mm-hmm. you yeah. need to become small right and so that's kind of i think the spirit behind why christians maybe have a
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know uh it, it rubs them the wrong way when we talk about your individual greatness right Um, But I just think, you know, there's nothing gained from playing it small. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I think great growing up actually is synonymous to this stage that is like exalted and everyone around you is Mm. just kind of below you, which I struggle with a lot. But then it was just explained so beautifully. I was thinking of even just using the word when people nickname themselves Paula the Great or, you know. (laughs) uh, Alexander the Great. Yeah, Yeah. Alexander, Kanye the Great. And I'm like, (laughs) whoa, whoa, slow your row a little bit. But Mm -hmm. then it just, this past sermon actually uh, gave me a whole different rewiring of my brain. I said, yeah, Mm. you can be great even in this small space, you know. Mm. You can still be great. So I think we have to redefine that in the christian world
1: yeah and i think a part of that redefinition is understanding that the world defines greatness by what you do Mm. right right. so your gifts right so kanye for example Mm -hmm. your ability to rap your ability to paint your ability to produce content your your ability to act on stage we would say oh man that's a great actor Mm -hmm. right or that's a great actress right um but God defines, the Bible defines greatness as your ability to reflect him, mm-hmm. mm. right? And so it's almost mm. like how, how clean of a mirror are you, right? Mm. So that when Christ shines off of you, how, how great is the light, how great is the reflection? Your right. ability mm. to reflect the kingdom of God, to reflect Christ, that is, oh man, you are great in the kingdom of heaven. Why? Mm. Because you are reflecting God. Mm. Right. And Ooh. that is that's manifested yeah. in how obviously how you interact with people, how you engage, you know, being the light of the world, being the salt of the earth, mm-hmm. like all of those things. Then you will be great in the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: So then what is that? You, you said you use the phrase kingdom greatness. So does this fall in in something that we are trying to strive for? Is this some is this something that we are um Like, what is kingdom greatness, first of all? Well, I
1: think, yeah, I think it's synonymous the way that we framed it in the word, in the sermon was it's synonymous with fruitfulness,
0: Synonymous. Right. So So it's like,
1: you know, kingdom greatness is your ability to produce much fruit, right? Mm. And that if you're able to produce much fruit, you are great in the kingdom of heaven. And we kind of get that from John chapter 15, where he talks about like these four categories. You know, you have individuals who are bearing no fruit, Mm -hmm. right? You have people who are bearing some fruit and then some who are bearing more fruit, and then the last group are those who are bearing much fruit. And it's almost mm-hmm. like in John 15, Christ is trying to point us to it. Is my father's, it, it, it brings my father joy. It's to my father's glory that you bear much fruit. Like he wants mm-hmm. us to be major producers. He doesn't want just one tree. He wants our lives to be an orchard. Mm-hmm. Right. And so as you are producing fruit, bearing fruit, lifting other people up, it's like, man, you are you are great in the mm-hmm. kingdom of heaven. You're experiencing kingdom greatness.
0: Wow. It's- So it has to, so experiencing it has to do not just like inwardly, but a sign of you experiencing that greatness, this kingdom greatness is that we have to look at our surroundings. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, but I don't know if I would, Mm. I would go so far to say, like, it's not in a braggadocious type of, you know, I'm going to wear it on my sleeve. Oh, I'm great. Like, it's not Mm. so much framed that way as much as it's recognizing that it is something that God is calling you into. Like God is Mm. calling you into into fruitfulness. He's calling you into bearing much fruit, to greatness. Like he wants you to fully allow your light to shine, right? And Mm. so almost, you know, I would use like if I had a flashlight, like the old school mag mag lights Mm -hmm. that, you know, the more you turn it, the brighter it gets, Mm -hmm. right? And if you turn it the other way, it gets dimmer, dimmer until it shuts off. It's almost like God expects us to be turned all the way up. And so that we are shining Mm. all the way out. And the brighter the light gets, the greater the light gets, right? Mm -hmm. right? Then it's like, wow, you are really shining. I think that's Mm. the idea is that God wants you. God is giving you permission to shine, right? Right. And not to play it small. And I think some people play it small because in their mind, they feel like, well, who am I? I'm not anyone. Mm. Or I don't have a lot of gifts. Like mm. I'm just, I'm just a single mom right. or I'm just a homemaker right. or I'm just, I work this little small nine to five, you know, I just have my associate's degree right. and, you know, I'm not a, you know, Ava DuVernay, like I'm not a, mm. you yes. know, this yes. type, you know, Barack Obama or mm-hmm. this major person, like I'm mm. not this person. And, but it's recognizing that, that God's not calling you into their life. Mm-hmm. God's saying where you are, the, who you are. Um, I want you to let your light shine. Right. And so that's why in Second Corinthians, I think it was chapter five, verse nine, where we talked about, you know, that God can call us to abound anywhere, any place. Like he mm-hmm. calls us to abound. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's the idea is no matter who you are, where you are, or what you have, you can experience abundance and fruitfulness and, and produce and greatness.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. So yeah, there's so it's uh we've already we've already been given the permission mm-hmm. right we've already been given that permission to go all out shine our bright the highest as we can um but is it is it that a lot of us that we we see it ourselves lower than we really are is that what it mm. is that something that resonates with um, that you would think that resonates with with some others that we just see ourselves yeah. lower i think
2: it's doubt too because i know that this engagement coordinator title has been hovering over my back for so long and I think what kept me from applying was I honestly felt that I didn't live up to this position Mm. like I'm like man that's just so much I don't know if I could do it I wasn't sure if I was qualified enough Mm. or perhaps didn't have enough experience in this field to lead in this position Mm. and it was just like Samuel you know Jesus is, God is calling him. And then um, I just kept ignoring the call. In fact, I rebuked it. <laughs> I was mm. like, no, that that's not for me. No, no. And then finally accepting the call, it's almost like I got into this realm of – this was my call like Mm -hmm. I've been ignoring it I found a purpose in this season it's like I've been praying for God to give me purpose but I wasn't willing to move Mm -hmm. and so now that I'm moving God's allowing certain doors to open that I just wanted shut Mm -hmm. you know but I think it's just a lot of doubt comparison comparing yourself Uh, but God's like I've already called you you're already qualified you are hired move Mm -hmm. you know and so I think that's
1: that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think in addition to that, what, I think what Paul, you're articulating is just kind of like the internal struggle that yeah. we experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there's definitely the internal struggle. And I think there's also the external struggle. Mm-hmm. So there's like self-defeating thoughts, which mm-hmm. you're talking about, those self-defeating yes. thoughts yes. That, we, that we embrace and yes. those negative right. mm-hmm. tapes that we play in our mind over Absolutely. and over. But then there's also external... The, the the expectations of others, mm-hmm. right? So there are people yes. who place expectations on us. And then when we don't live up to their expectation of mm-hmm. our life, then we feel, well, maybe I can't, or maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't. And so we use the example of Mary, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The brother, the mother, the sister of Martha and, and Lazarus. And we talked about how as soon as she started to allow her light to shine and to give, to live a fruitful life, blessing Jesus, anointing him, there were people around her who... We're in the church, mm-hmm. we're close to Christ, yep. who are like, yo, who are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are, who are you? What are you doing? Why are you doing it? Who told you you could do it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I think we experience that in our own lives. Um, and to, I think to Paul's point, sometimes that voice is from a family member mm-hmm. or from a co-worker or from a boyfriend, girlfriend, whomever. Yeah. And then sometimes that voice is from within. Mm-hmm. within. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, who do you think you are to be mm-hmm. the engagement coordinator? Mm-hmm. Or who do you think you are to... You know, try to start this ministry, or to mm. try to, you know, help this person. You know, you, you know, do you know what you did? You know, a couple of nights mm. ago, do you know where you've been? You know, mm. and so I think we have to recognize that, yeah, the world and maybe even so, my inner critic may not be giving me permission, mm-hmm. but God has given me permission, wow. and God's permission overrides Amen. anyone else's permission,
0: yes. including our including our my internals. inner my inner critic, Absolutely. right?
1: Yeah, oh, that's like fire.
2: That, yes. Yeah,
0: I feel like that's that's something that. Um, personally, I, I think that was hard for me to, to grasp when I decided to go into ministry. Mm. Like it was that of like, um, it's funny because I probably might have listened to sermons of the same message of that. You know, God has already placed us in positions and given us experience to do X, Y, Z. Like we are already called to do, mm-hmm. to to minister and to be leaders into this world and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I listen to it and I'd probably say, mm, yes, amen. Mm-hmm. But then when it came to when I was around, um, I was around freshman, freshman, freshman year in college. um, <laughs> Despite me agreeing to the message from the pulpit it was hard for me to like internalize like mm-hmm. i think there was a there was a level of like like the, the self-inflicting thoughts really um took advantage of mm-hmm. me and it it was i don't i don't think it was without prayer and um i felt like god had to just really show me within the lives and mm-hmm. the words of the people in my circle for for me to genuinely believe that oh snap it, i I was already there. Yeah. I was already called. I was already qualified. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it was, it, it was just hard for me to see in that moment. But no, I definitely agree. So, like, um, you know, you in, can you guys give me some other, like, whether it's in your per- personal life or like life examples of, of people who, who you think might have gone through situations where the internal struggle has, the internal conflict and the internal, like, self conflicting thoughts have kind of, um, Engulfed the person, or engulfed you, um, more so than listening to the already gr- permission granted, God given uh, command for us to live um, a life of greatness.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think everyone who's watching and listening has has at some point in their life mm-hmm. wrestled with, you know, mm-hmm. those self defeating thoughts. Um, I mean, it's something that we, from a kid, we are just wired Mm -hmm. for whatever reason to have this doubt or this unbelief. Um, There are these voices that we choose to listen to. I've experienced that. I'm trying to think of a specific example. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can think of anything. I can't
2: think of a specific example, but I've always been told that in ministry, if people... if if there's a disruption in the direction you're going, then you're probably going in the right direction. Mm. And, you know, there's always going to, there's so many times in ministry where elders have scolded and, you know, Mm. why are you doing this? You should be doing this, you Mm. know, and laying out a plan for me where I felt strongly like that's not the direction I feel strongly called to do. Mm. And so you have to be bold enough to speak but also speak in a way where they can see Christ right. and yeah. in your deliverance. I
1: think you have to, I love that. I think you have to be confident in your call, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think about like Noah, God told Noah, I want you to build an ark. Noah experienced opposition all along the way, That's right. right? But Noah, um, and not just from people um, who he was crazy but from like science and scientists Mm. like it had never rained before Mm -hmm. right so people were like noah what you're saying just (laughs) even (laughs) if we love you noah what you're saying literally makes no sense like it's never happened before um and so uh, and then you fast forward you think about um jesus when jesus was about to go to the cross one of his closest disciples peter was like you know lord don't do that Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. why would you Mm -hmm. do that and what was jesus response get thee behind me satan right Mm -hmm. and so anytime God calls you to bear fruit, whether it's Noah, whether it's Jesus, whether it's whomever, you, me, there is always, like you said, kind of resistance. Mm -hmm. What was the word you chose? Disruption. Disruption, Disruption. (laughs) right? There's resistance There's disruption, there's (laughs) friction, Mm -hmm. right? There's gonna be some pushback uh, uh, to you really, you know, bearing fruit. But I think the key though, because I don't want people to think, well, man, maybe I just need to get bolder, right? Right? If I just Mm. get bolder, then I will, I'll be able to overcome it. I don't think the key, Is you getting bolder, I think the key is you remaining in Christ. Mm. Mm. Because what the text says is the text says, if you remain in me Mm. and my words remain in you, like, You will bear much fruit, right? right? And so the key is when you wake up in the morning. I don't want you to stand up and say, you know, I am woman. Hear me war, right? right? I mean, if that's what you know, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if that's what gets you off, then fine, you know. But um, I think the key is to go to your father, Mm. right? God, I want to connect. I want to remain in you, like. God, this is what your word says. This is what I feel like you're yeah. calling me to do. Right. I need to. I want to make sure that mm. that I am reaffirming my value and my relationship and my identity in Christ every single day. Oh. That's what gives you the strength Yay. to endure the opposition, both internal and external, mm. that I think that you experience. I love
0: that. Oh, wow, that's fire. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that goes without saying that it's not um, easy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think these disruptions whether they be from ourselves or from others, I think that's tough to to wanting to, to continue to remain in, in, in God and in the word. But um, that's so interesting how it's just like, it's already there. We've, it's already been said, but we yes. just got yes. to take it. Mm-hmm. And uh, having I,
2: those moments where you want to say so much, but I feel like the Holy Spirit always held my tongue. Mm. And as soon as I left the meeting, I'm like, I should have said this. I should have said <laughs> that. <laughs> and then, you know, the next week at Sabbath, you're like, Thank God I didn't say mm, that. You know, God. God always mm. knows when you should speak and when you should hold back.
1: Yeah, I think it's also it's it's a. Like I think about John Lewis, you know, the late yeah. John Lewis who just yeah, passed yeah. away, um, mm-hmm. who was a civil rights leader mm-hmm. and, you know, um, in government. And I think about him and, you know, I was listening to, as I'm sure most people recently, if you're kind of in tune with, you know, that his story, were are listening to some of his older interviews and the one that he gave to Colbert where he kind of told his backstory, like he told why he got into civil rights. He told why he decided mm-hmm. to get involved in, um, you know, the March in Washington and mm-hmm. the Selma rights and all of that. And he said that, I think he was like a kid, like, I don't know, 12 or 13 years old. And he noticed that like, there's a white bathroom and a colored bathroom, a white drinking fountain and a colored drinking fountain. Yeah. And he asked his parents, he was like, you know, you know, why is there mm-hmm. a white one and a colored one? And he said that uh, his parents or his grandparents, one of them said to him, you know, John, that's just the way it is. Don't you go getting in trouble. Mm. Right. And so that was the word they told him. That's just the way it is. Mm. Right. Don't you go getting in trouble. And he, I guess a few years later, at some point in his journey, he met Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. He met Rosa Parks. And he said meeting the two of them inspired him to get into good trouble Hmm. right Hmm. and so that's how he frames it like all the work that he's done all of the 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 protests and the resistance and the you know, the activism that he has modeled throughout his life is him getting in good trouble. Mm -hmm. And he says, good trouble is when you see something that's not right, when you see something that's not fair, when you see something that's not just, you have to do something. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like that's a part of what it means to be great in the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. That's a part of what it means to be fruitful Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. there is something in you that you, when you look in society, when you look at that person, when you look at your coworker, when you look at your neighbor, when you look at that young person, you say, man, like i need to do something there is like an inner Mm -hmm. compulsion Mm -hmm. you know i think a lot of times we we think oh bearing fruit means baptizing people right right? Mm -hmm. or bearing fruit means you know giving a bible study Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but i don't think bearing fruit is just baptizing people or preaching a sermon and that's why when we kind of frame the definition of fruitfulness we said it's about your gifts whatever your gifts are right that they are emerging And as a result of them emerging, the people around you are elevated, right? Mm -hmm. And so whether that's lifting up, you know, black and brown individuals, whether that's fighting Mm -hmm. civil rights, whether that's, you know, fighting for, you know, women's rights or whatever it is, right? Or that may be a Bible study. Mm -hmm. That may be being a shoulder that your coworker can cry on. That may be just being a comforting word to that person who's going through the divorce. Like whatever the situation is that you find yourself in, it's you recognizing something's going on Mm -hmm. and God has given me the ability to... Elevate this mm. person. Elevate right. the situation. You know. And so when I, th- I bring John Lewis up, because I just feel like it's a, it's a value system that we have to recognize that I am not here for myself. And I think that's the juxtaposition that mm. we created with the good life versus mm-hmm. Fruit. the fruitful life. Yeah. Mm. Whereas the good life is like, well, I see that bro- brother over there getting beat, but uh, they don't got nothing to do with me, so I'm just gonna mm. mind my business <laughs> and drive away in my car, right? Mm. Versus. No, like I see that person over there suffering. Mm-hmm. I can't just ignore it, yeah right and go about my good life, which is about me. I have to recognize that God has called me to be fruitful, which is about others mm-hmm. Wow mm-hmm.
0: wow yeah that's that's so interesting the the good life and uh, the fruitful life and I, I think I really like this this uh how the definition of the fruitfulness of it's like God's going to be placing us and God has already, is going to be using our already enabled skills and gifts and experiences Mm -hmm. um um to get into quote good trouble right Mm -hmm. um for um and it it is and it's an act of selflessness Mm -hmm. i think and i think that's what's like what you just said it's so interesting because there's a there's a line right there's a line of like trying to like (laughs) to 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 fall into this 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 life of fruitfulness like um it is a selfless selfless life um whereas like the good life it's not the good life is where it's very me oriented Mm -hmm. and kind of just ourselves putting um being placed in the forefront is Mm that right very much so um so like what's the how how is the struggle of of um of wanting to what's the first of all what's i guess Clearly, help me define it again. Help me define it because I know that.
1: Well, I'll say this like the good life, like we all want the good life. It's called the good life. We all want that life where it's just chill, relax, you have everything you need. You know, your bank account's full, your gas tank is full, you got the nice house. Like, it's just, I I just got a good life. Okay. Right. Okay. And so I think there's a natural desire for us to gravitate towards that, Mm -hmm. but just recognizing that. That's not what life is about. Life is not about how much I can acquire, how much I can amass, how much I can build. Life is about how much I can give, Mm -hmm. how much I can bless others with, how much I can divest all of myself of what I have to be a blessing to other Mm -hmm. people, right? Mm So you know, Jesus talks about life is not about the abundance of, life does not consist of the abundance of a man's possessions. Like that's not what life is about, how much you can acquire. Mm -hmm. Life is about, fruit life is about how much you can give. And you can Mm -hmm. see that very clearly in Congress, in yes. politics, yes. in you know, in certain echelons of society where some people are like it's just about how much can I amass? Mm-hmm. How yeah. much can I amass? And even in my amassing, I'm willing to oppress people. Wow. Right. That's when it's almost like the good life becomes evil. Yeah, right. It was yeah. like I'm willing to amass my wealth to at the detriment of other people mm-hmm. and yeah, at the oppression yeah. of other people. And it's yeah. like that's not what God has called us to do, mm-hmm. right? God has called us to give away and to, in giving, we are elevating mm-hmm. and lifting. Amen. Wow.
0: Um, so, like, how do we know if we're, if we're even on this right path of bearing fruit? When we look at our life and we look at the people around us, you know, what if we might think that, hey, you know what? I believe I'm bearing fruit. And then I look at the people around me in my own in my own circle and I'm, they're like, not so much uh, yeah not so much so like how yeah, would I, I don't how would you say? I don't
1: know if it's about knowing okay right I don't know if it's like like I said it's not about like oh I'm great right mm-hmm. like I don't think it's like a N- I know I'm bearing fruit because think about Matthew 24 where Jesus is like um I'm gonna separate the sheep from the goats mm. and then the sheep are like well when did we visit you when you were sick. When did we like the sheep are literally like when did we feed you when you're hungry? When did we clothe you when you're naked? When did mm-hmm. we like the like the like the righteous are sincerely like oblivious to what they were doing? Mm-hmm. And then Christ is like whatever you did to the least of these you did it unto mm-hmm. me. Right? And so I don't know it's I don't think it's so much of like okay, yep, today was a good day. I bore a lot of fruit today. Yeah. Right? As much as it is You just recognizing that, you know what? God has given me passion. God has allowed me to go through some experiences. God has allowed, he has given me gifts. I recognize what my gifts are. Mm -hmm. And I just feel compelled to be a blessing, right? Mm -hmm. God has allowed me to experience some pain. And my pain can be a blessing to someone else, right? As I help them go through pain. Mm -hmm. And I just want to be a conduit for God's love and grace. Mm -hmm. And I think if you focus on that, remaining in Christ and just Yeah, Being a blessing to those that you encounter, I think that's where the fruit kind of begins Mm -hmm.
2: to... Yes. I like that. I think giving also is very therapeutic to myself. And Mm. I learned it the hard way because... I always thought when pain entered, I had to make sure that I take care of myself before I give out to others. But that's not the cycle of blessing. It's like, I couldn't waste any pain. I couldn't waste any Mm. um, roadblocks or anything. And Mm. it's just like the scripture that says, you know, when uh, God coming alongside us and then he pairs us with the right person um, to actually witness to them how God came alongside us and pushed us through. Mm -hmm. I think I have a storehouse of testimonies testimonies of how God has pushed us through so many painful moments. And um, he pairs me with the right person. I mean, it's just like, it's crazy how many cancer patients come to me. Mm. And in my experience with my sister, mm. I just am a magnet to them, to witness, to minister to mm. them in gift-giving, in speaking life, in, and actually identifying their pain, the family's pain, the stages that they have to go through. Yeah. I mean, even going through financial problems, losing a house, a car, whatever it may be, God always... Pairs me up with the right person and reminds me: Don't waste your pain on just self pity. Don't waste your pain or your burden on just sitting there to make sure you're right. He's like, I've already prepared a solution. Mm. You know, minister to other people, be a blessing to the people that I put in your path. So yeah,
1: I agree with Ooh, that hundred percent. I don't. I think at the end of the day, I don't think you come back home and you think, Oh man, I bore a lot of fruit today. Right. Like it's not a right. part. It's not right. Like right. a part of your psyche. I think right. it's just you recognize like think Mm -hmm. about mary that we talked about like i don't when she was giving her gift and she was washing the feet of jesus and anointing him like in her mind it wasn't oh let me bear fruit Mm. like in her mind and we know in her mind it was like you just raised my brother from the dead like you god has been too good to me for me not to bless you right right? Mm. and so i think that's what it's about it's when you recognize what God has done for you, uh-huh. then I think the fruit and the life just naturally should flow mm-hmm. and that's what something I tried to, I tried to stress is that yeah. fruit is natural. Mm-hmm. You don't have to try to kind force of it. force it. It right. just it should naturally come as you remain connected to the vine. Right. It's like a
0: natural response.
1: Yes. Right? Oh, that's fire.
0: I like that. The natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like that can it it puts it puts the weight off of like I guess like well, how I perceive it, it puts the weight off of me doing works, mm-hmm. because if if I believe that if I do works or if I you know if I perform at a high, you know uh, at a high level, then therefore I will receive and that I will accept mm. God's gifts. Whereas it's the, when you what we're saying is when we're already we're we're putting ourselves the forefront of our mind is putting ourselves within Christ. Mm-hmm. the result that comes from that is the ability to accept that we are already qualified. We are already um, gifted and and already on this path to like fruitfulness. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that, is that mm-hmm. does that mm-hmm. resonate? Does
1: yeah. that resonate? Yep. 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 Okay. I, think I heard it. Like, I, I heard a sermon and I hope I'm trying to, I'm going to try to summarize it. You know, a lot of times we forget sermons mm-hmm. that we hear. Yes. Right. Absolutely. All right. It's okay. Um, that's why we're doing the recall. It's <laughs> okay. It's okay. The recall. It's right? okay. help you remember, but there was a sermon that was preached back in, 2004 I remember okay and the reason I remember it is because the pastor said a line his whole sermon was based on a line and the sermon was the line was God expects fruit
0: Hmm.
1: right he expects it God expects fruit and for fruit God will inspect so he's going to come for. to your life mm-hmm. and look to see. Is there mm-hmm. any fruit, JB? Is there any fruit? Uh. So for fruit, God will inspect. Uh-huh. If there is no fruit, God will reject. Mm. Right? If you don't bear any fruit, you get cut off. Mm. Right? That's what the text says. So God expects fruit. For fruit, God will inspect. If there is no fruit, God will reject. Um, then, it said, then he said, um, what then? Wait, he said, "Is fruit then the cause or the effect, right?" And so, is fruit basically what he's saying is like, is fruit the, is this fruit something that is a result of something, mm-hmm. or is fruit something that's causing something, right? Mm. And so he started to break down like, mm, okay. is fruit the result of something? Yeah. And he said, um, he says, "Fruit the, is, is fruit the cause or the effect?" And he says, "No, all I have to do is connect." So, the idea is like, yes, God expects fruit, and God will inspect your life to see if there is fruit. And if there is no fruit, he will reject. Mm. He'll reject your life. That's clearly John 15. Is like, you know, so what do we do then? Like, do we have to do something? It's like, Mm. no. All you have to do is connect. Mm. Right. And so, I think that's simple. I remember Mm -hmm. it like 20 years later. Mm. Right. And so, 15 years later. And so, for me, when I think about This idea of bearing fruit, and you talked about how it's natural, it's natural, it's natural. Yeah. I think our responsibility is to connect, Mm. right? Mm. And so I want to just want to leave our listeners with that idea is that when it comes to You recognize man, how do I I want to be great? I want to bear fruit. What do I gotta do? What I gotta do? Do I gotta go on a mission trip somewhere? Do I gotta, you know, go start volunteering (laughs) at the shelter? Like no. No. Like what you need to start doing is just connect. Yes. Every day you connect to God. Every day you say, God, I'm here. I thank you for your spirit. God, I want you to feel me. You lead me, guide me. You open doors, show me where you want, Mm. help me to better understand the gifts that you have given me. I think that's a big component to the discipleship process that a lot of us forget is that. It's not just about me kind of learning more about God up here, but it's also how has God made me mm-hmm. what's my experience oh. like what are my gifts? what are my passions what are my, what are my abilities right yeah um, so how do I what's my natural strengths and weaknesses? who am I mm-hmm. as you come mm-hmm. to understand your gifts, your abilities, your passions and it's like God, please show me where you can align who I am with what you where you want me to serve, mm-hmm. how I can serve and mm-hmm. I think God will begin to open doors. It's, it's not a passive, well, I'm going to sit back. And I'm, the reason I'm not volunteering is because God hasn't told me to volunteer. Right. Like, it's not that. Like, I know <laughs> yeah. there's some people out there who, yes. like, I'm not going to do anything Waiting. until the Spirit tells me yeah. to do yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the Spirit doesn't have to tell you to help your brother. Like, he's yeah. already told you that in yeah. the Word, right? Mm. And so I think it's more so... It's as you connect, you mm-hmm. become hypersensitive to the to needs the right. yes. to the needs we of the it. You see it. We see you it. You start Absolutely. to see it, and have, as you start to see it, it's it. man. Let me start responding. Let right. me start responding. Let me yeah. start responding. Right. and that is where the fruitfulness begins to manifest. Oh,
0: I and love that. It's so fire. It's fire because it's like it, it. Like I said, it just it simplifies it a little right. bit more, and again, it, it puts the weight off when the focus is to connect and there. And then buy a product byproduct the byproduct from that is being so like like what you said hyper aware of the things Mm -hmm. happening that Mm -hmm. we we have a we have like a heart-burning desire to respond or to help or to always help right or to intercede whatever and so oh that's just fire so
2: it's good to have an eye for the kingdom um, I think my it annoys my kids and my husband a lot that I'm always having an eye for every little thing, feeling ah, I have to yeah. solve every problem, help this family, yeah. help this homeless person, yeah. see yeah. a stray dog. Yeah. And then I'll just start you can crying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Set on a thing with dogs, man. Set a thing with dogs. And then FYI. I just I'll
2: just start crying. They're like, Whoa, okay, we'll take care of them, no problem. But I'm like, we gotta do it right now, right now. <laughs> And mm. so, yeah, I didn't know he's them, but it's okay.
0: <laughs> Yo, this has been an awesome time to just kind of hear your guys' thoughts. Yes. Um, again, thank you again for the word, Seth, mm-hmm. Pastor Seth, um, and thanks for spending some time with me, um, both of you. Um, are there any last tidbits or things you want to just put out there before we go ahead and close today's episode?
1: I'm looking forward to next week. This yes. coming this coming Saturday, the word is. It's, it's brewing, it's developing it's growing <laughs> It's coming along. you don't want to miss it. Um, it's gonna be part two right talking about uh, we're gonna be looking specifically at the uh, the what do they call them the coins the coin the talents mm. oh. the talents the talents yeah. and yeah. that person who buried their talent. Yeah, don't yeah, want to bury yeah. your talent. Don't bury your talent. Yes. Thank so, you. We
2: will close yeah. on that note. Yeah. Yes. That was, perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. That
0: was perfect. Well, thanks again for <laughs> listening, and thanks yes. for tuning in, everyone. Um, don't forget, we'd love to connect and continue to engage in conversation. So comment. Um, let us some. Let us know some questions for next week, or just let us know where you guys are listening from, or what you have taken out of the, of this conversation or the sermon um, when you were listening to it earlier. So again, thanks for tuning in to the recall we can't wait to see you online and next week all right peace out
1: peace bye